Petersfield's Shine Radio. Skywatch, your monthly guide to night sky events above Petersfield. Here's Claire Venice. Hello and welcome to Skywatch for February. 30 days, half September, April, June and November. All the rest have 31, excepting February alone. And that has 28 days clear and 29 in each leap year. February has always been a bit of an oddity. Why is it shorter than all the other months? And why does it sometimes have a leap day as it does now in 2024? Thereby hangs a tale. Ancient civilizations divided the year into months based on the moon's phase cycle. Indeed, the word month is related to moon. Nearly 3,000 years ago in the Kingdom of Rome, several centuries before the Roman Empire was founded, the calendar had only 10 months, running from March to December, and based on agriculture. To this day, September, October, November and December derive their names from the Roman numbers for 7, 8, 9 and 10. This left a gap in the early part of the year because there was little or no agricultural activity. The King of Rome then decided to add January and February to fill the gap and, to cut a long story short, February ended up with only 28 days. Not only that, there was a discrepancy in the calculations. The year isn't a whole number of days. There's an extra quarter day, making 365 and a quarter days for the Earth to orbit the Sun. This meant the calendar became increasingly out of step with the year until Julius Caesar added a leap day to February, once every four years, to allow for the quarter days. Unfortunately, the Julian calendar still wasn't accurate enough because the quarter days aren't quite a quarter. They're several minutes short. By the late 16th century, the accumulated error meant that the calendar was 11 days adrift from the year. Enough was enough, so the Gregorian calendar, named after Pope Gregory XIII, was introduced to put things straight by skipping three leap days every 400 years. There's still a tiny discrepancy measured in seconds, but it's nothing to worry about, so we don't need to convert to a third calendar. Now we've got all that sorted, let's take a look at the planets for this month. Venus has been the dazzling morning star since the end of last summer, but lately has been sinking ever lower in the pre-dawn sky. For the first half of the month, you might get a glimpse of the brightest planet low in the southeast, but after this, it will swing around its orbit to go behind the sun until the latter part of the year. The king of the planets, Jupiter, still dominates the Petersphere evening sky, outshining everything except the moon, and is visible until around midnight. On the 14th and 15th, take a look for the waxing crescent moon next to Jupiter in the west. Turning to the stars, this time of year is ideal to observe the magnificent winter constellation of Orion the Hunter. Looking towards the south on February evenings, you can't miss the winter triangle asterism, clearly marked by three very bright stars called Betelgeuse, Sirius and Procyon. Procyon is at the top left point of the triangle, while Sirius, the brightest star in the entire night sky, marks the bottom point. Betelgeuse is a red supergiant star at the top right point and also marks the top left of Orion. 
Orion's body is represented by an offset rectangle shape with a row of three stars at a slight angle in the middle representing his belt. Pointing down underneath the belt is a line of stars representing his sword. The tip of the sword is marked by the Great Orion Nebula, a vast swirling cloud of dust and gas in which new stars are being born. Betelgeuse is one of the largest stars known at over a whopping 1 billion kilometers across. That makes it about a thousand times larger than our sun and is variable, brightening and dimming at regular intervals. Astronomers believe that Betelgeuse is due to go supernova in an immense explosion. Whenever that happens, it might be this year or in a thousand years, Betelgeuse will briefly appear as bright as the moon. If this happens in our lifetimes, imagine going to a supernova party under the light of an exploding star. That's all for this month, but there'll be plenty more to look out for as we progress through the year. Until then, clear skies and happy stargazing. Shine Radio Skywatch is written by Jeff Burt and read from under the dark skies of Langrish by Claire Venice. Hear all our dark sky guides at shineradio.uk. Made by volunteers in Petersfield, this is Shine Radio. Oh, it's like being in a little family. Um, I love the community spirit. I like coming out to events like this. This is my first event with Shine. I'm honing in on my editing skills right now. I've been allowed free reign of the controls this weekend. And yeah, just learning loads of new skills, being able to broadcast, interview. It's really good. Petersfield's Shine Radio. You make it shine. Call Petersfield 555 500 or email team at shineradio.uk.